Hello, everyone. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Cracker Classics, oh. weekly podcast where these guys that you're listening to, hi, right now, us. <laughs> I don't know what that it's, was. It's for. not that kind of movie. It's uh, not that kind of week. <laughs> Sorry, nope. came out of nowhere. Um, we watch old movies uh, through a modern lens and relish how far we've come. <laughs> Or lament how far we haven't come. <laughs> well, <laughs> damn it. Yes. Sometimes we get there. Of, wow. <laughs> we could have had this, but instead we have this. <laughs> yes. I don't think any of that's going to come up in this. No. I, uh, what are, it's, uh, the man who came to dinner. The man who came to dinner. Yeah, the name is familiar to me, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I know very little. I, I want to say, like, some traveling salesman or something, like, breaks his leg and becomes a guest in these people's house, and hijinks ensue. It's something like that. Hmm. I know uh, I just sort okay. of described misery, but it's not misery. <laughs> well, I was thinking that kind of... I think. The only thing I can think of with house guests equals hijinks ensue is uh hans christian anderson staying with charles dickens oh yeah <laughs> um if you're unfamiliar with that dig in it's a delightful trash fire that's a movie gone wanting oh god someone needs yeah, to make no, a movie about that yes yeah. oh my god i would watch the shit out of that anyway that's not what happens here doubtful because what year is this? 1942, I believe. 42. Okay. So the man coming to dinner is not a bisexual trash fire. No. Um, we at least have some interesting people in here. Yes. Top billing is Betty Davis. Because, so, yep. Right there. Yep. Done. Sold. Love her. We also have Jimmy Durante. Always fun. Billy Burke. Yep. We're just going to continue the trend yes. of <laughs> Wizard of Oz actors in other movies. Because, yes, great. they were in other movies. We just don't know about them. <laughs> uh, oh, Mary Wicks. Oh, really? She's nice. in here, too. Excellent. There's a lot of uncredited roles, but I don't recognize any of the names. Ah. Jimmy Durante's character name is Banjo. Oh, that's... um. That'd be fun. I wonder if this inspired Banjo-Kazooie. Probably not. <laughs> We'll see if he's a bit of a bear. Anyone can be a bit of a bear. Well. Well, that's not true. And it is Jimmy Durante. He was a bit of a bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is labeled as a screwball comedy, so. From the 40s. Mm -hmm. So uh, it could be a lot of fun. It could just not be fun anymore. Yeah. This could be bringing up baby again. various reasons, mm -hmm. too. Like, it could just be bringing up baby. Or it could be horribly racist and misogynist. Or it could be arsenic and old lace and just be awesome. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel it's going to be more the former. It's going to be a bringing up baby. Yeah, it's just going to be chaotic and funny for the sake of oddball surrealism. You funny know. for the times when everyone was drunk and smoking cigarettes. I suppose. I mean, this is 42, so we're in the war now. Escapist yeah. Yeah. does not matter so long as it detaches you from reality a little bit. But it is 42, mm. so it might have been filmed before we entered the war. That's true. But it's based on a Broadway play, so I, I don't know. Which had a 2000 revival with Nathan Lane. 
Which is, is a resounding endorsement. Right? Uh, <laughs> Nathan Lane does not involve himself with trash. Well, trash, yes, but crap. Not crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is one of those movies where I'm pretty damn sure I've never seen it before, but it sounds so familiar. I'm that... sure it's one of those things that's been spoofed time and time yeah, again. Yeah, there might be things um, we recognize in Yes. Here. The origins of references, which is always fun to come across. It's one of the best parts about watching old movies. That's where that came from. (laughs) That Simpsons episode makes sense now. That's usually how we notice. Anyway, uh, shall we? Yeah, let's get started and see what we've gotten ourselves into. Alrighty, we'll be back with intermission impressions. And appetizers. Order. Depending on how fancy a dinner is. Maybe the main course? We'll see. How many dinners? What a dick. Wow. What a dick. Holy shit. Though I would absolutely watch Nathan Lane perform that on stage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This does track, though. Yeah. Most rich, famous, intellectual, sophisticated people... Are like that. Yep. Bullies. Not that I know. Not that I know. But it does sort of reinforce that notion of in order to be successful in this world, you gotta be an asshole. Yep. Which is why our podcast is not successful. Yep. We're too nice. Allegedly. (laughs) Some people don't think we're nice, but that doesn't mean that we're successful. They're wrong. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Just because you're mean doesn't mean you're <laughs> successful. But if yes. you're successful, you're probably mean. It's not universal, but it's uh, pretty... I've been recently going through issues of you find out about a famous person that you liked, seemed to be a decent person, and then you learn something about them that makes them not a decent person. Well, it sucks. True. But there you go. There are some of them that perform the niceness very well, though. Mm-hmm. He does not. There is no niceness in him. Any niceness that comes across is clearly very disgusting. Plotting. And it's, plotting. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> very good word. Yeah, scheming. I now know where that trope came from of, oh, I broke myself. I can't walk. Wait, I'm all better. I can walk again. But I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm uh, going to milk this. Yeah. That's totally from this movie. Yeah. Oh, God. It's very blatant in here, though. <laughs> like, from the word go, we knew that he was a piece of shit and was conniving and haughty. Just looked his <laughs> nose down at everyone in this podunk, fictional Ohio town he found himself in. Despite it being a really nice house that he well, found yeah. himself in. Well, that's why he's suing for $150,000. Uh, um... You're more lawyery than I am. Can you explain why and and how, why that lawsuit would be a legit case? Because he injured himself on their property. That's it. Yeah. Ugh. This is America. Yeah. But at least it's always been America. Yeah, I guess. I was a little wrong. He broke his hip. Yeah. And he didn't magically find himself in these people's houses. He was invited for dinner, and upon going in, slipped and broke his hip. Yep. Or didn't break his hip, because according to that doctor, he had just been looking at the wrong x-rays this whole time. 
Yeah. So maybe he never actually broke his hip. I mean, he was clearly, like, injured enough to think that he might have. And then because of the drugs and the immobility, just didn't realize that he wasn't actually injured, which is quite possible. Or, or you know, it, there was a somewhat injury, but now there's been enough time that's Yeah, passed. yeah, yeah. Like, he probably, he, I'm sure he bruised it pretty, pretty horribly, but... Or was it all an act so that he can sue for $150,000? Getting to know him, that's entirely possible. Right. Not that he needs the $150,000. No. Oh, no, I'm put a, I can't work. I can't fulfill my obligations. You kind of, you're fulfilling well, most of them. No, it's his speaking engagements, because he's kind of on a speaking tour. That's true. He did have to cancel his lecture. Yeah. And that's probably where part of the $150,000 total is coming from. However, anyone properly intelligent would absolutely be charging him rent for the fact that he is taking up their fucking house this whole time that he's injured. Like, if you're living in my fucking house and planning on suing me, you're paying fucking rent, bitch. Yeah. Or you can get the fuck out. It's very nice of the Stanley family to have kept him there even after learning about the lawsuit. This is where social obligations are fucked up. Though... I get the vibe, it's only the threat of the lawsuit. There has not been an actual lawsuit filed. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was that whole phone bill debacle, yep. which, I mean, there used to be this thing called long distance, yep. and it was not cheap. Dude. And he's calling Rome and Buenos Aires and all of these places. And this $800 phone bill yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. Pay that shit. <laughs> don't deduct it from the imaginary settlement you're going to get from suing me, which you haven't done yet because you're sitting on your ass. Yep. He's waiting for Christmas to file the lawsuit. Maybe. It uh, seems like something he would do. Merry Christmas, you've here, been served. Yeah, yeah, it's very on brand. Although it's not like the Stanleys are that much better. One of their chief complaints is that he brought Asians into the house. They were in my bathroom. Yeah. And that line made it sound like he thought they were convicts. No, the convicts were earlier. But the way that he made that line Uh, was, yesterday there were convicts over for lunch, and just now I discovered two more in my bathroom. And there were the Asian guys in the bathroom. I think there was something in between. I don't recall. Maybe there was. Hopefully I got that wrong. (laughs) I don't think I did. (laughs) Uh, it would not surprise me either way, yeah. honestly. Uh. Yeah, that was a problem. We had one black person, and of course, she was working in a service job. Yeah. That tracks, 40s. Yep. But the, oh, the Stanley family, they're so groveling. They're very, they're kind of like a social ladder climbing type yeah, of family. Yeah. Here's oh, this yeah. rich, famous guy, and he's staying in our house. This is a great opportunity for us. Yep. Which is why he was invited to lunch in the first place. Whether or not they listen to or agree with what he says on his radio show, which is, seems to be why he's famous and stuff. Yeah, they don't get what the radio show is or what it's about. Uh, it feels very much like he's the Howard Stern of the 1940s kind of thing. Oh. But like... As much as Howard Stern could be in the 1940s. 
Not Howard Stern. That's not a... Like, it seems like he's a ranter. Fair enough. He rants about kids these days and whatnot. Okay. That's the implication. He's the Andy Rooney of the 1940s. There we go. That's the perfect... <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Yes. I can see that. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Ian. There's still the whole Christmas <laughs> thing I don't understand, though. Oh, yeah. That's just to tell us that he's been there for weeks. He's a, no, no. The, there's that line, he invented Christmas. That thing in the newspaper, Christmas might have to be postponed this year. They make it sound like he is Christmas. That oh, yeah. He that has is... some gargantuan attachment to Christmas. Well, like it's that's like where his fame comes from or something. Coca-Cola invented Santa Claus. No, no. Coca-Cola <laughs> invented polar bears. Oh, okay. They licensed Santa Claus. Fair. From Hallmark. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. We need to talk about Betty Davis. I love her. I love her. She's great in this. Yes. But isn't she just the great enabler? Isn't anyone in a position like that? Fair enough. You make a persuasive argument for I. The, just the way she goes about her work, it is so cold yep. and emotionless. Yep. And it's just do the work this, that, okay, yes, we'll do this, sir. Yes, it's how you have to be. Oh, it's, it's If you want to maintain a position like that and do the things that she said she's enjoyed about the job, going around and meeting all the most famous people in the world everywhere. Rubbing and, elbows. Yeah. Exactly. Like... You have to enable these man-children to have their tantrums and do whatever the fuck, because that's how the world works. This is why I'm not we a success. We all cater to fucking whiny bitch-ass man-children. We all coddle the boys. Who have bullied us into submission. Like the nurse. <sighs> She's a... Oh, my God. I feel worse for her than anyone else in this movie. Yeah. She takes the brunt of abuse, and now she doesn't even know anymore. Yeah. She thought she was going crazy when she saw penguins in the library. Which, to be fair, if anyone saw <laughs> penguins in a library... In they Ohio. Would, yeah. You'd think you were crazy. Excuse me. Can I... Um, someone else... Do I Just tell me what you see in here, <laughs> because... I need a second pair of eyes. <laughs> Right next to the uh, octopus that came in last week. That is the fakest looking octopus. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> and it's stock footage. It looks like stock footage <laughs> of a fake ass octopus yeah. too. It's just terrible. Uh, There's a lot of name <sighs> dropping in here, which is fun. Eh, it's it's fun with air quotes. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> There's a lot to this movie that's fun with air quotes. <laughs> it's an absurd screwball situation that I would hate to be in myself. Uh, but watching it on the outside is rather enjoyable. Uh, I have a hard time enjoying things like this anymore. <laughs> Parts of it angers up the blood. Absolutely. Fifteen years ago, I'd be absolutely with you. But uh, I just... It's just too much cringe of... I just want to... That was my house. That motherfucker would have been gone. Like, well, yeah. the second he started barking orders, like, nope, 
Sorry. There is a lot about a fucking him. hotel. In fact, like everything about him that Get I do not like. fuck out of my house. Oh, I take that back. His clever lines of dialogue. He's had some good insults. And that's how he got rich and famous. I understand that. Everything else about him is just garbage human being, which means I have hope for his comeuppance by the end of this movie. <laughs> something comes crashing down on him. Oh, it's going to be a hilarious Betty, way. Betty Davis leaving him is going to absolutely ruin him. She's already set that up, though. I know, but she hasn't done which, it yet. Which and... props to her, she does have some agency. It uh, is not yeah. just his life is my whole life. It is, uh, no, this day was going to come. I had fun with you, but now it is time for me to live my life. And I'm going to gonna continue chase. living my life, and this is what I choose now. Yes. I have chosen you for ten years, and that's been great. This is what I choose now. Now I wish to chase the most attractive man in fictional Ohio, <laughs> which uh, I don't uh, agree with. He is not the most attractive man in this movie. Nope. That would be Dicky, uh, the photographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he, he the, the newspaper man is really tall. So if that matters to you, true. I'm not saying he's not attractive. I'm just he's not the most attractive. <laughs> he's number two. Number two. <laughs> He's the most attractive to Benny Davis, which is Which what is matters. fair. Closer to her age. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how old Dickie is. I mean, he still lives at home, but rich family, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Feels like late teens, early 20s. It's harder to tell in those days when everyone was dressed in a suit. Yes. Even the kids. Yeah. Of course, there's June's beau as well. Sandy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He could organize my union any day. <laughs> Take me to Chicago. I don't know what that means. But it sounds euphemistic. <laughs> Excite <so>. my riot. <laughs> I got a line. You can pick it. Stick it to my bourgeoisie. There you go. <laughs> uh. So what do we think is going to happen? Well, what I hope happens. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, we find the origin of the term Cleveland steamer. Um, somebody shits right on fucking old man's face. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Somewhere. He gets beaten and shit on that. That would make me happy. That's yeah, 40s haze code. Won't allow it. What else you got? No. That metaphorically happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and verbal shitting upon him. He does yeah. have that coming. Uh, yeah, I, I very much hope his, his uh, reckoning comes due. I hope there's some kind of reckoning. Because he's sort of setting up all of these awful bits of deceit and bullshit around him. If he wins, I'm going to be seriously angry. Yeah. Because there's the doctor's book... Yep. Which is totally just used as a ruse of, okay, don't tell anyone that I'm well. Yeah. I will make you think that your book is good and that I will work with you on it. Yep. Then there's the play that uh, newspaper guy Betty yep. Davis's attractive man wrote. Yep. That he's getting some woman in Florida. Oh, he's to... trying to honeypot the newspaper man away from Betty Davis. Right. That's absolutely yeah. what he's doing So there. he's coaxing this pretty thing from Palm Beach up there. Who has no problem doing whatever is necessary to land choice roles. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah. But then we have the 
sister, Harriet, and the photos that she's showing him. And this I, pr- Christmas present she just yeah, gave him that yeah. you cannot open until the stroke of midnight. She is kind of just being played as like the slightly off relative, kind of the, the, the family shame that you still have to take care of. Because, the eccentric yeah, black yeah. sheep kind yep, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But what's in the box? <laughs> what's with all these photos? Why did she say that her first love, she would never forget him? I kind of have a feeling that that's dude. That's my thought, yeah. too. Yeah. And that he just doesn't remember because she wasn't that important to him because he's an ass. Yep. And she should probably forget about it. <laughs> I hope that leads to her killing him. Sorry, Jesus, I am very much... Fuck this guy. Fuck him enough that don't kill him. Make him suffer for many, many, many more years. (laughs) Death is the easy way out. Fair. He does not deserve the easy way out. He deserves Betty Davis and her new husband constantly sending pictures and correspondence of their life without him. (laughs) As he's tied up in the basement of the sister. As he's confined (laughs) to that wheelchair that he knows he can get out of. This is a practice known as hobbling. Um, Mm. Going back to misery. Yeah. That's actually a nice way that we could end this movie. The same way that we end Misery. Just break his fucking legs. Uh, Alright, shall we uh, attempt to assuage this vitriol with hopefully satisfying comeuppance? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm excited to see what, what happens. It better not be that. Something's gotta right. happen to him. We'll be back with our curtain call. And come up and come on, come up and sledgehammers to the ankles. Um <laughs> we'll be back. The things that passed for comedy in the 40s. Uh well, start your list. Just general disregard for agency and humanity of other people. Well, yes. <sighs> The sheer objectification of women as a man's plaything. Women weren't the only thing objectified in that movie. No. Everything, every single other entity besides fucking Shelley. Sherry? Sherry? Whatever the fuck. Like, I... Oh, God. I wish that motherfucker had broken his head open in that second fucking fall. Jesus Christ. I do agree that the ending was not enough. I enjoyed how it made it seem like he broke himself for real. They at least tried to make the point of, it's actually broken this time. I'm calling out the nurse's name in desperation. I agree it's not enough. Not nearly enough. But it still warmed my heart a little bit at the end there. Because up until he slipped again, I'm like, fuck. He's just going to waltz out of their lives after stirring the pot and nothing bad happens to him. At least there was that. Yes, they're stuck with him again. Yes, he's going to sue for $350,000. Yes, he found out who the sister is and that she's Lizzie Borden. 
and is now using uh, that as blackmail, that's bad. God, what a piece of shit. But he got rid, he at least solved one of the, the many things that he royally was fucking up in other people's lives. He unfucked lives. one of the things that he fucked in the first place yes. by stuffing a girl into a coffin and shipping her to Nova Scotia <laughs> with a horrible lecher. Yes. I'd say I has making a good what solid a point. Absolute <laughs> piece of shit. Yes. Yes, he is. I cannot um, explain why I got joy out of this movie and why I had as much fun as I did, but I did. And I don't know what that says about me. I... Fuck. (laughs) There is a certain... I don't know what the fuck to call it. Watching the sheer fucking audacity. It's the human tendency to gawk at a... Fucking car wreck, I suppose. I think that's where I'm coming from here. Of Jesus, it took this real thing of a horrible person using everything and everyone around them for their own means, and it was pushed to the point of absurdity. And I think that's where I got my enjoyment out of it. Of it was pushed to the point where it became funny for me. And so long as I don't think about it as, like, a real-life situation that actually could have happened, I'm still amused by it. (sighs) (laughs) You okay over there? Not particularly. No. Um... I, I, I get what you're saying. And I don't think I can really defend the movie a lot, (laughs) but... I'm sitting here going, I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. It was amusing. I, uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's, don't try to say you didn't enjoy it exactly. if you did. I'm, I'm not going to hide that, and you all there, can there judge was me however you want. a certain amount of enjoyment, despite... Mountains of cringe. Mountains of just... Because there's definitely Absolute that in there. horrification. The whole existence of Jimmy Durante in this movie is... Oh, my God. Wow. <sighs> we didn't need him. Could have found some other, more genteel way of getting rid of, of Lorraine. Could we? Could we really? Probably not, given the whole <laughs> screwballness throughout the movie. It's sort of tracked that she just ends up in a sarcophagus sent by the leader of Egypt as a Christmas present. Uh, that tracked. Yeah. I still want to know what Winston Churchill sent. I know. Yeah. A little bit. It wasn't cigars. He would have kept those for himself. Yeah. So I'm curious. Just, oh, and the fact that at the end, Betty Davis ends up thanking him for all that. Yeah, that just... had, that made it a little His Girl Friday, kind of. Yeah. That ending, yes, she does get what she wanted. She gets Bert. And, she and Lorraine has nothing to do with the She is the object of the man she loves by the man who tried <sighs> to take it away from her because he was crabby and jealous. Well, to put it that way, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, but it's... <laughs> 
it would have helped if that was actually a genuine human moment on his part. Yeah. Of, wow, I fucked up. You are a human, and clearly this is what you wanted, and I should not be the asshole and prevent you from having it. Go be happy. He at least said you have my blessing, but that was almost a throwaway line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree the sentiment is not there. So angry. Sorry. It makes it more real, though. Because in my experience dealing with people like this, That's when they concede, when they concede something, it still it does not feel genuine. Yep. It's yeah, okay, you got what you were supposed to get, what you had coming, or what it was that you wanted, but you're still made to not feel good about it. Yeah. Because you know it comes at a sacrifice to someone else. This person who's never made a sacrifice for anyone in their entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you uh, did not get enjoyment out of this. I did, and that bothers me. Ah, see, see, that's more where I'm at. I did get enjoyment out of it, and that there's some of that bothers me. There, there was a level of enjoyment the entire time, mm-hmm. but it paled at the sheer disgustingness of this person. Who was being doted on and showered upon the whole way through. <sighs> yeah. By the movers and shakers of our world that have left us in poverty. Yeah, exactly. One other way to look at it is an attempt to spoof that life. There's my man Godfrey elements in here, kind of, where we're taking a look at that life and how (laughs) ridiculous it is. More so on the side of the Stanley family. They very much give off vibes of that stereotypical keeping up appearances, social climbing family. And hiding the mass murder in your family. Yeah, and hiding the skeletons in the closet, yeah. Yeah. Though I do have to say that what he did for the children was good. I very much approve of him convincing the daughter to run off with her... With the man she loved. With the man she loved, and the son to run off and pursue his dream of working as a photographer. Mm -hmm. But what was the ulterior motive there? I can't find one. Honestly, it's like so- other than maybe just like fucking with the family for fun because he knew that the father would take it so poorly. Going against dad's wishes and um, what he wanted his children to yeah. do. Ultimately, it was let's Which fuck over Mr. Stanley. Which is not entirely out of character. So it's very possible. However, it's That's how still, I read it. I, I, he seemed fairly genuine to them. True. I think he saw that as a win-win. I can do the right thing for these kids while also sticking it to the man that I'm suing for $150,000, whom I named an octopus after. A horribly ugly fake octopus. Mm-hmm. Something about a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. I was disappointed we didn't get to see the baby seal. Real or fake. I That's love true. Seals. They just kept mentioning it. Yeah. All we saw were those damn penguins. <laughs> I like penguins. I mean, they were adorable, adorable, but they just kept coming back, and all they would do is waddle and squawk. Okay, they bit Mary Wicks' hand at one point, but I I wanted them... That was off-screen. 
I wanted them to be a Chekhov's gun. I wanted <laughs> something them to have some big plot thing yeah, to yeah. them. You know, they they eat up his Christmas speech or something. You know. Yeah. My biggest disappointment in here is the fall at the end is not enough. It's not enough of a comeuppance. If something happened damaging to his reputation-wise or his radio show or if someone got on the phone at the end and made a lewd comment at Eleanor Roosevelt saying it came from him, something. (laughs) Uh, Something. Especially after the threat of ruining the Stanley's reputation. Yeah. Because then it got deeply personal blackmail-y. Before it was just, I'm an annoying prick, and I'm going to make your life hell while I'm staying in your house. Yeah. Yeah, the enjoyment I did receive from this movie was far insufficient to the horrors it inflicted upon me. I understand. I I think I was just turning a blind eye to (laughs) that stuff. (laughs) Apart from the obvious things, Jimmy Durante... The overall oh. treatment of women in here. Yeah. The sheer despicable nature of how he treated Betty Davis. Yep. And how it was suddenly all okay once he gave a verbal blessing. And allowed her to have the man that he tried to take away from her as if he has anything to fucking say about it. Yeah. Well, I think that was a compromise in his own mind of, I'm going to lose her entirely. I need Uh, to make some sort of concession in order to still have her in my employ and have her do everything for me. I don't think she is. I don't think she will. I think she very much is still leaving him as an employee. But he was trying to keep his hooks in her. And he saw that she was going to escape scot-free. And that's when he deigned to give her the man she wanted so that she couldn't completely leave him behind whatever and why did no one care that all of a sudden he was out of the wheelchair it was just oh you're feeling better that'll make it easier to kick you out it it, it was no idea that he was faking it uh, that that is bugging me sorry it's taking a minute for that to come out but (laughs) yeah you would have thought that would have been a big plot point of for weeks now i've been faking it and just staying in the chair, even though I can totally dance. Well, do they necessarily know that he's been faking it for weeks? No, but or they is he should have. Healed? Well, yeah, and I'm sure once more conversation is had with the doctor, it will come out. And I, my hopes are that with that fraud revealed, hmm. he will get his injured ass kicked out into the street and be left to fend for himself. When he actually needs the help now. Yeah. That's true. That's the only consolation I can, I can take away from this. Because hopefully that doctor feels rather jilted. It was at least two, three weeks of, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll look at your book. I'm far too busy. Yeah, I totally read your book. But if you would like to make me feel better, you can support us on Patreon. Joshua's not in a good spot right now. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Pay for some therapy, please. <laughs> This movie did a number on him. I am so angry right now. (laughs) So angry. Merry Christmas, Joshua. (sighs) We'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.